Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up, this time again from a Starbucks, but not our usual Starbucks, which is why there's a lot of ambience noise. Hi, Peter. Finally, nice to see you in person. Yep, it's the first it's day I've gone out. It's a great week, right? It's been a great week, hasn't it? You've had a lot of time to yourself. How many metal albums did you listen to this week? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> can, we, can, can we tell people why you had so much time to yourself? Well, let's just say I was in quarantine. <laughs> you were in quarantine. Oh my God. Were you patient zero or something? Was there an outbreak? Well, <laughs> it's not that dramatic. Like Blistering show. barnacles. Something like that. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. That's the biggest clue that we'll give you. Peter really doesn't want me to mention <laughs> it on the podcast. So if you can figure out what he suffered in this past week through blistering barnacles, <laughs> we will give you Hornsum merchandise. If you yes. come to CAD, Control All Delete. Yep. We yep. You heard it here first. Hornsum is getting merchandise. We're becoming yep. big. And legit. Now. And legit. First website, now merch. Oh my God. <laughs> What's next? Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. No, man. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. So wait. To come back onto track, you've had a week to yourself. Has that translated to a lot more metal? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, uh, for me, just being alone and miserable, I was very tempted to go to the Nun album, but I stopped short just because there's been so many new albums coming out uh, yeah. lately. Let's do a music on our mind or something soon so that we can talk a lot about it. But yeah, you really liked Sons of Apollo, the entire album, right? Yeah, dude. I, I was very surprised, including the 15-minute track. It's like, yeah. whoa. Guess which album I really like this week. Uh, I don't know. I'm s- Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that kind of a week for me. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, from Poppy to Sons of Apollo and so much more in the middle. And precisely what we've got in the middle at the moment is a band that you are slightly chummy with. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, like it's called Kaotion. So th- K-A-O-T-E-O-N. Yeah, so they're originally from Lebanon. Uh, I've been following them for a while. Uh, How did you first chance upon them? So there used to be these forums I used to be part of in uh, when I was living in Dubai called okay. Fried.com. Fried.com. Uh, yeah, shout out to those who remember what it is. But that was Were like you still Trend Crusher? Yeah, yeah, always been. Always, okay. So it was like the Gigpad uh, RSJ equivalent in Dubai. And uh, with people doing ten out, ten out, ten out, and stuff <laughs> like that, <laughs> all kind of crazy, all shit. kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, but uh, that was the place you found out about like anything happening, independent music, whether it was rock, metal. Okay, everything. but was it largely restricted to one specific geography? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it actually spawned from a school in Dubai. Ah, and it went okay. Then once everyone kind of uh, okay, cool. started posting about gigs. All right, so. I think somebody who was part of the forums when they came into like the Middle Eastern bands and stuff, someone posted about them. Uh, I think they had just released their first album or they'd done demos uh, back then. But uh, they're one of the few. And like when it comes to like places like Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, all of them, they have far more uh, advanced metal scenes in a way. Like they've been listening to metal for a while and stuff. So it was cool to check them out. And then, you know... A couple of years ago, uh, I got the promo for the KRT on album, so I definitely checked that out, and it was good to just you know hear back from them. Uh-huh. Uh, fast forward to a year later, I get another promo for an album, and I'm like, wow, these guys are really putting it out. Yeah. So 
that's when I thought, you know, it's a great time to speak to Anthony uh, from Kaoteon, who I've been in touch with for a while. All right. So this would have been, what, around two years back, and then you get one more promo yeah. immediately the next year, and yeah. then there are three for three in 2020. One, another new promo hit your inbox, which you shared with me. Yeah. And voila, there's a new Kaoteon album. Yeah. So, like, when we talked a bit about it uh, in our chat with Anthony, I mean, he's done... Two Kaioteon albums, one Death Tribe album in like under three years, which is really prolific if you think about it for like a metal musician, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you get an insight in our interview, like why he's putting out so much music, where is he coming from and stuff like that. So I don't want to give too much away. All right. So on that note, let's queue up this interview. Here is Anthony from Kaioteon. So, welcome to Horns Up, uh, Anthony from the international metal act, I'd like to call them, Coyote. How's it going, Anthony? Everything is good, Peter. Thank you for uh, getting in touch. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been in touch for a few years, I realized that. So, I'm really glad to have you on the podcast and especially talking about uh, a band that I've been hearing from the time I lived in Dubai and got into metal. So. I still remember reading on lab metal and stuff like that about your band. So it's finally great to have you. You know, it's been a re- quite a journey, I must say, for your band. That's uh, an honor, mate. Uh, I, I wish we could, we could have like met when you were in Dubai. I was there for a short period of time. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've been around for quite some time now. I think uh, over 20 years. So there's history in this. Yeah, so let's just quickly dive in uh, to the album, really. Why choose to release uh, a self-titled album like 20 years into being a band now? Well, it it felt like uh, uh, it's only right uh, at this stage. You feel that the maturity of the sound uh, has reached a place where uh, it's fulfilled. Uh, you can uh, know the band by uh, hearing it out. Uh, you feel that uh, this album has all the elements from Black Death, but as well some thrash metal influences to Doom Death influences. So it felt really uh, a full uh, representation of the band's sound. And hence, we decided to make it a self-titled uh, album, especially that from a composing point of view, I believe the next album will take a slightly different direction and an evolution of sound. So I wanted to to make it like a leap of uh, the sound of Kaotion for the first 20 years and then maybe see what will happen from there. All right. Is this the album that defines your current state? Is this the signature of the Kaotion? sound which is why i'm assuming you would call it the uh, or release it as a self-titled album because you want everybody to know that this is kot you you could say this more or less but th- there is no definite or finite uh, sound for a band i i do not like to believe that uh, uh, a, a band will stop at a certain sound and the sound will not evolve and change over the years. I admire bands like Satyricon where they started as a full-on Norwegian black metal and then they created something like a black and roll kind of metal. 
or bands like uh, Death, uh, where they started with the uh, typical old school death metal and then evolved into some kind of progressive death metal or whatever these some genres you want to call them. But the evolution is so of sound is necessary. And if you hear Chaotion as well from the first demo till now, I feel there is an evolution of sound. Today, at this point of stage, I feel that uh the whole album was not a, a series of uh, good riffs that were patched or glued together but rather a fully uh, uh, like a full sound uh, that was just there are no fillers every song has a place in the album that is perfect in my opinion and hence we went for the self-titled album but you will see a lot of changes, uh, to, and as you know, we, I change a lot of lineups, so it will always change the sound. And I will not try to copy myself, I will try always, hopefully, to evolve into uh, a new and uh, better sound in the future. All right. One of the things that uh, struck me while I was going through the album um, is a sentence which describes it, saying, it was created in a state of flow between time and dust, from broken to reborn souls. If you could just give us a slight insight into that and what that means for your music overall as a band. So, yeah, I think I answered it in the first one, but more or less this sums it up. When I, when I wrote that sentence on Bandcamp, I think uh, you read this. Uh, yeah. I, I wrote it because uh, the songs, when I composed them, they were not a, uh, as I said, like a collection of riffs or I tried to see what fits next or anything. I just sat there and uh, I really uh, felt the moment and somehow the, the songs came all together in one uh, sitting. Of course, now I'm talking about the guitars, not, uh, not the whole instrumental uh, thing, but the main melodies. I didn't try, I didn't force them out. I didn't try to see what goes with it or next to it. I just played those uh, songs one, one, one at a time in a full form and they took shape in one go. Now, how did that happen? I really don't know. Maybe I have more space uh, to think, to understand, to, uh, to, to compose. Uh, in the past, I was always uh, rushed. I was uh, working much more hours. Uh, in Dubai, you know how work is. Uh, you, you work from dusk till dawn. So uh, it could be that. It could be uh, other factors. But yeah, it was. I felt like uh, uh, the album was not forced. It was rather uh, a, a, a complete. Uh, it, it was coming out of me uh, effortlessly. All right. So since you kind of already alluded to this. Uh, do you think your move to Europe or Amsterdam specifically has had an impact on you as a musician and also on the music that you make and you see this as a thing going forward? I wouldn't say it uh, added or it uh, didn't add. I would say it's a new experience. Europe is definitely a beautiful continent, but I have been visiting since uh, 2005, I think, the first time I came to Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, living here definitely is different, but as an expat and an immigrant, uh, you always are living from 
uh, one place to the other. It's always tiring until you settle and you make a place home. And today, Europe is still not home. I've been here for a, a year and a couple of months. Uh, I've already changed three houses in this year, uh, two jobs. Uh, and I am here because of my job, not because of my music. My passport doesn't allow me to go anywhere else except my home country. So I always have to prove myself in the day job, which is something that uh, fans or uh, people in the music industry don't know anything about. But uh, yeah, you have to hustle. You have to make sure that you have a good career so you get your sponsorship from, from the company that's hiring you, who doesn't care really if you are a musician or not. And uh, we do this out of passion. So uh, music for me, I do it at night, on the weekends. I think it uh, during the breaks uh, when I'm at work. So Europe didn't really have an influence in the sense of I'm still living the same kind of way that I lived, uh, whether in Dubai or in Lebanon, from uh, working from dusk till dawn, trying to achieve uh, things and make them happen. But maybe... Um, uh, you have more access to uh, music concerts, to gigs, uh, more often than you used to have in other countries. Uh, you feel that you are closer to other nations, so there is uh, a certain kind of hope that you might one day get the benefit of being here in Europe in terms of gigs or labels or support or promoters, but I'm still so far away from getting that advantage because uh yeah i i, I still miss the networking uh, getting out there uh, let the people know who i am in this country or if i am here still still a long way to go but hopefully maybe next time when we release this next album uh i would have a different story for you to tell let's see what the future brings so yeah we've talked quite a bit about the album now let's get a glimpse into it so can we play a song from the album? Which one should we play and why? Uh, you can play a song from the album. It's like every song have a, a different uh, meaning for me and special heart, uh, a special place in my heart. Uh, but if I had to choose only one, I would go for Son of the East because it is a blend between the old and the new. It is fast and furious with a lot of blast, but as well, it uh, has uh, the melodies uh, that are epic, in my opinion. Then it blends uh, some uh, uh, thrash metal riffs uh, before and after the solo. And then it has a uh, solo that uh, I think one of the best I've written so far. So I, I feel it's a very complete song for a black death metal band and for the fans themselves. But then again, I cannot ignore songs like uh, Catharsis. Uh, that is uh, the first time that uh, I write a track like that for Chaotion, where uh, it's more on the slower uh, kind of riffs. But yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it's a perfect doom death song with great melodies. And uh, uh, it reminds me of uh, uh, giant uh, sounds and bands and influences from the early 90s. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a, of a riddle if I want to choose only one, but I would go for Son of the East. All right. So here we have it. Here's Son of the East from self-titled Coyote on album.
As somebody who's been following you for the last few years, I've noticed at least the past couple have been quite prolific for you. Uh, in 2018, you released a Coyote, an album which was Damnation Memory. And then you also released an album under the moniker Dead Tribe, which was Beyond Plain and Pleasure, a desert experiment. And now you've got a third album in 2020. So three for three. Is this an upside of being like the main songwriter in a band? How, what would you say? Um, so definitely having no other uh, music com or composing partner in, uh, in a band uh, gives you the advantage to have the freedom to finish things faster and not uh, fight against each other's riffs and ideas. But uh, at the same time, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a, it's a battle uh, internally because you're not sure if what you, you ask a lot of what ifs. However, uh, yeah, I like a lot of music genres. Uh, a lot of riffs come to, to me and while, while I'm practicing. And uh, I think uh, that they shouldn't be wasted. Uh, so I decided to do the, another project, which is Death Tribe where I would experiment with uh, multiple music genres and musicians at the same time. And uh, to be quite honest, I just finished the second album of Death Tribe. I'm, we are recording the vocals uh, this week as we speak. And uh, we finished the drums, which will have uh, Bard from Leprous. Uh, oh. We will have uh, Linus uh, Klausenitzer again on bass and uh, me on guitars and i will have uh, this time a collection of uh, dutch uh, metal vocalists uh, which uh, will be an experiment in the netherlands so the title is still not fixed but uh, who knows it will be uh, something about beyond the red blood district a canal experiment maybe i don't know i'll <laughs> Let's see if I just came out with the, with the name of the album on this podcast. <laughs> you heard it first here. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so before we actually uh, talk about Death Tribe a little bit too, I want to understand, and this is because you brought all your collaborators up, uh, what's your recruitment process like for a musician? What do you look for in a collaborator? First and foremost, I have to like the artist. Second, uh, they have to be accessible. So I don't like to, uh, I, I don't like egos. I do this for the fun and for the passion and for the love of music. So uh, I try uh, to uh, hear, hear the bands and uh, if I like uh, the sound or, of someone and I think that we, he could be a good fit, uh, I reach out. And if they reply fast and uh, they are ready to uh, to coordinate and collaborate without uh, a lot of uh, egos in the room, then I would go for it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't look for uh, technicality or uh, uh, how fast or how uh, good someone is on his instrument because me myself, I'm not uh, a very technical kind of guitarist. I enjoy uh, the spirit, the the overall feel, the the special signature, and uh, for me, metal is about the expression more than uh, an exercise. So uh, yeah, I would say um, to be a good fit and uh, to have the spirit of a metalhead inside of them, which is uh, a social person that uh, loves has uh, loves music and loves justice in this world. <laughs> 
so typically um, say you were to ask somebody new what would be the first couple of questions that you would ask them to kind of you know check out the vibe etc do you discuss old albums or do you just send them a recording and say improvise or something of like that sort so typically i would go hello this is anthony from kotn and that's drive uh, i don't know if you've heard about me but uh, you can check me out on google uh, i have this uh, project that i'm currently recording and i would like to uh, work with you because i like your music uh, do let me know what you think and then i wait for feedback if they don't reply so be it if they say uh, hello back then we take the conversation uh, where it goes but uh, Uh, yeah, I mean, there is no special process or uh, guidelines that I go with. It's just it has to feel right, you know. Sometimes I speak to people, and then after a couple of chats, just drop the conversation because it just doesn't doesn't feel right. Like uh, uh, when uh, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it happened in the past. If someone is asking uh, a lot of uh, weird questions or uh, trying to. Uh, say that they only work with this and that and uh, i don't know what so i tell them okay good for you i'll move on and this is w- one of the reasons as well i'm able to deliver music faster uh, these days because i let go of a lot of things that i used to check in the past it has to be perfect it had to feel uh, right and discuss uh, take into account uh, everybody else uh, on the, uh, on the journey and uh, think about what do they think and how do they feel uh i don't have time for this anymore so it's not because i think i'm better or anything but it's it's my project it's my uh, little thing uh, that i enjoy doing and uh i feel if it feels right and i like the way it's working then i would go ahead and uh, work with uh, with uh, with the other members because a a band for me is, uh, is like as as the word says in the webster we complete each others it has to feel right so if if someone uh closes the the, the circle and uh, makes the chain stronger then we move ahead if not uh, we just don't and we go uh, and search for someone else right so i'm very curious to know now that you've said all of this who's on your bucket list if you have any sort of musicians and has there been anyone you've kind of asked but things just didn't work out for whatever reason uh yeah you can ask uh, bucket list well uh, the the world is vast but uh, now if i think top of mind because i don't have a bucket list bucket list but vocalists like that i grew up with Uh, if we're talking about Aaron from My Dying Bride or uh, Dave Vincent from Morbid Angel, oh, yeah. uh, that would be uh, a great addition. Uh, or uh, drummers like uh, or Devin Townsend, for example, if he does projects. But sometimes you have to know your limits as well. Like uh, you, <laughs> some people don't do collaborations. Some people are too famous to reach out for. uh yeah i cannot uh, go i mean i would try but and boys of devin so we definitely root for something like this to happen hey uh, for all you know maybe devin sent or devin thompson is listening to horns up as <laughs> uh, as well and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean uh, i assure you that next week i will have a drink with uh, dave uh, rune and uh, flo uh, during their gig uh, 
here in the Netherlands uh, for the band oh. Ultimus. So oh, yeah, really good album. Yeah, already scheduled, amazing album. I know the guys, we talk uh, since a long time and it will be the first time I meet them face to face. And uh, I might mention, uh, what do you think if we do a song together? But as well, like, uh, it has to fit. Like the new Death Drive album definitely uh, is not material for Dave Vincent or uh, or Flo Monnier for that example on drums. It's a more a, a, a slower album. It's a groovy album. It's uh, it goes more in the lines of uh, I don't know Death Drive. So I try to stick to uh, one genre in the new album and uh, make it more uh, have its own sound rather than uh, like the first album where we went from one genre to the other just uh, covering a whole range of musical genres in the metal as if you were listening to a metal concert so it's totally different but at Adrian, for example in the future uh, I enjoy working with Adrian uh, from At The Gates he's a music legend and um, he did an amazing job on the current album and I would love to work with him again but uh, you never know in the future if I uh, find the opportunity to work with someone else and Adrian is busy. Uh, yeah, who would, who would it be? Uh, time will tell at the right time with the right moment and the riffs that are pouring out of me, I will find the best fit for, for them and then we will decide. Maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> okay, and I'm sorry for beating this topic like a dead horse, but... Uh, no, no, fine. Of course, completely curious, and you don't have to answer this actually. Um, yeah. Completely upon you. Anyone, of course, don't take the name if you'd like, who turned out to be completely different from what you expected. No, not really. Not really. Like, uh, I've spoken to a lot of musicians, and mostly in the metal scene, uh, all musicians are really open and uh, nice, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, from Stevie DiGiorgio to. Uh, uh, a lot of people like most of them if if they reply they are nice uh, if they don't reply then you, they don't reply you cannot say that they are not nice maybe they're super busy <laughs> they receive a lot they receive a lot of messages like i remember uh, trying to reach out to frost from satiricon on the before i uh, worked with uh, frederick when he was the donor of marduk on damnasio memoria and Frost didn't reply. So was it because he's rude? No, absolutely not. He's busy. He has the other priorities. Maybe he didn't even read the email. Uh, maybe someone screened the email out. So you never know. Yeah, and I think that's kind of how we feel about the podcast also. And people we approach, sometimes they reply, sometimes they don't. But yeah, it just depends. Yeah, uh, I remember I played once a Morbid Angel cover. It, it wasn't something uh, uh, released. Uh, it was a bootleg. You can find it online somewhere. And I sent it to uh, Nurgle from uh, Behemoth. And back in the day, he was still not super famous. He replied and he liked it i i can't find that email anymore <laughs> it would it would be nice but uh today i mean if i send him uh, the new album i highly doubt that uh, he would reply i'm sure that a million person is sending them uh, stuff to check and things like that but all these people are really nice people i mean they all struggled at the beginning to get to where they are they put the effort and the time they have discipline so they are all good, I think, 
people. You never know at the end of the day. You always have an asshole in the bunch, but I didn't <laughs> meet the asshole yet. Okay, I'm glad. So let's get back on what we kind of left off before we went on a bit of a detour. If you could uh, kind of tell us the difference between Coyoteon and that tribe. Would it be the ideas, the experience, sound? How would you kind of differentiate between them for someone who's heard, not heard either bands? Uh, it's a totally two different projects. Uh, Coyoteon is talking about, first, it's a more obscure, esoteric kind of band. It's a black death metal band. Uh, it will always play around the genres of black and death, doom kind of uh, riffs. It's uh, a band with history of uh, 20 years, speaks to, uh, I believe, an older crowd uh, of the metal scene. Uh, it's, uh, the, the lyrics are about uh, uh, sociopolitical, but in a, in a historical way. Walid uh, always writes the lyrics for Chaotion in the, in the past under this album. Uh, so he, he, he took that uh, route where uh, you have to know the subject to understand what he's talking about. Uh, there's a lot of research behind it. Uh, Death Tribe is more modern sounding. It's uh, um, a more groovier band. Um, it's an uh, experiment with multiple uh, uh, musicians, so multiple kind of expressions. Uh, I wrote all the lyrics on the first album. I did all the vocal lining. Uh, uh, so basically, there is absolutely no one else uh, uh, in the direction or the production of the album. The new album, uh, I'm leaving a bit of space for uh, uh, vocalists, maybe. I, I still didn't uh, uh, start the recording of uh, the vocals, so I don't know. But... Uh, it's a totally different direction, a more groovy riffs, more thrashy. Uh, so it, if you listen to the two albums, you wouldn't recognize, I believe, that uh, one is uh, connected to the other. All right. Okay. That, that sounds very interesting. Uh, why don't we play also a track from Dead Tribe? I know it's going to be a little hard for you, but I'm putting you to the task. Uh, which track should we play in? Since we've talked so much about that tribe, it only makes sense. Well, uh, a good representation of that tribe uh, and to show the difference would be Implode Explode. Uh, definitely a track that is uh, more modern sounding, uh, has elements of uh, modern death metal and at the same time uh, uh, is groovy enough with great bass tracks and uh, uh, drum parts. Uh, but uh, I'm very curious to see the reaction on the follow-up album, which is uh, quite different as well. All right. So here's Implode Explode from Dead Tribe, Beyond Pain and Pleasure, a desert experiment.
of course we are doing this within 20 days of the new year so i have to ask you do you believe in new year resolutions at all uh do i believe uh, i don't believe but it's a, it's good to check what you have done in the previous year and to have some reflection on the achievements and what uh, what do you have lined up for next year and to say that i want to do 1 2 3 4 but i'm not really uh, religious about it i don't uh, feel that i failed if i don't do them or i celebrate if i did them it's more a checkpoint it's a good checkpoint just like your watch 24 hours your watch for 60 minutes we created the notion of time of course earth goes around the sun and all that bullshit but at the end of the day we're just a speck of dust in this universe so uh, i don't really have a, a, a great beliefs disappointments or celebrations but it's a good checkpoint okay so at this at this moment in time what are your goals on a musical front for this year so first and foremost of course release uh, chaotian chaotian and uh, try to uh, uh, give it its worth and reach it uh, to, to reach uh, a, a a good fan base uh, and all the metalheads i could reach around uh, the globe uh, then i'm um, finishing the second death drive album and uh, i would like to uh, finish the recording then mixing and mastering and hopefully aim for at least by the end of the year or the beginning of next year which uh, will keep me on the track of one album per year and uh, i am already on uh, the uh, track to have the third or yeah the third track for uh, a follow up on chaotion album but uh, this time uh, yeah as well this is why i said i think it will be a changing point a point a turning point in the sound of uh, chaotion as well because i see that i'm experimenting and going more uh, into a uh, darker kind of sound uh, and a bit more uh, like uh, identified sound uh, for chaotion Uh, that is different from the past but definitely uh, different from most of the stuff i have heard so far coming out of the music industry you have your plate quite filled up already that's a lot of that's a lot of goals i mean uh, as as an expert and uh, someone who uh, has a passport that they cannot tour because uh, i need a visa even if i want to go anywhere uh i i fill my days with uh, like a normal artist who has the privilege of uh, the passport he uh, will be uh, on tour promoting his album for 360 days and then they go back to the studio and sit for a couple of months and then uh, repeat all over again for a couple of years but uh since i don't have that privilege Uh, I keep myself busy uh, composing and recording and working with musicians and doing uh, my part of the drill uh, to each their own I believe but uh, yeah it's uh, it's the case with most of musicians that don't have privileged passports and papers around the world which uh, find it hard uh, to uh, have a label take them and adopt them because labels need you to tour so that they can sell merchandise and make money out of the band uh then you have a touring agent and a booking agent and a brand manager and all that stuff which by now by the reputation we have we could have had it 
but we cannot have it due to the fact that our passports are not privileged. So uh, that's it in a nutshell. I, I, uh, I have the, it's an advantage that I can make more music. Uh, so I'm doing that. All right. This is very interesting because the way you say it or the way you are making this uh, statement, it seems to be that the fact that you can't tour, it doesn't seem to be bumming you out. Uh, it's kind of almost freed you up to do so much more than to go out on this touring cycle of sorts. Am I right in saying that and assuming that? It's always a uh, question mark. You cannot say it's not black and white. At the end of the day, touring ha comes with a lot of positive uh, things with it. You get to meet a lot of people. You promote your music. You reach out to friends much easier. And uh, you make good connections. Uh, you enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Everybody wants the rock star life. But it comes as well, especially in, these, in this time and age with a lot of... Uh, 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 it's a heavy work, uh, to, uh, you, you have to tour, sit on a bus, uh, especially if uh, you still didn't make it, uh, to uh, take all the shit, sometimes play uh, for free. Uh, it's exhausting, you're away from home and your family. So would I be bummed out? Of course, I, I was bummed out throughout my 20s. Uh, today, I already crossed the mid-30s, so... Uh, I come to the realization that uh, I will make music, uh, uh, I will uh, do it with the best artists I can get my hands on, and uh, I count on uh, hopefully making uh, riffs that are memorable enough so that they are scarred throughout history. And uh, I'm not seeking fame, but at the same time, I think that my music will live longer than me. And uh, this is what matters. It's, uh, it's about making history, trying to shout out, have a clear message to the world. Do your part, you know, not just uh, live unremembered and waste your time on uh, stupid acts. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Commend you for that. Thank you. Yeah, such a positive message to hear. And I'm glad that, you know, bands like you are keeping this going. I mean... I completely kind of see where you're coming from because it's not easy coming from your background, but to have a positive view on things like this is really great. Thank you. Thank you. We should wrap up with uh, one last question is, would there any be, I mean, how do people who are listening to the podcast, how do they uh, reach out to you, reach out for your music, merchandise, anything? This is your space to plug it all. Well, it's uh, I'm not an alien. I'm just uh, on on all the social media platforms that everybody is using, whether it is Instagram, through the band pages, whether it is uh, Facebook, uh, as well through the band pages or my personal page. I try to reply to everyone that reaches out, and a lot of people do. Uh, we do music uh, for uh, our own sake, but at the same time, uh, the best pleasure is uh, by uh, getting an appreciation uh, thread or a shout out from people. Uh, to buy uh, the album and support the band, you can always do it through Bandcamp or CD Baby or uh, any of the available music platforms. Uh, the worst thing, if you download the album and uh, spread it uh, yourself, this is how you hurt bands. 
uh, other than that, uh, I mean, we're not seeking, uh, again, I said fame or, or uh, to be rich for music, but at the same time, it's, it feels great to be uh, supported. So whether it is Chaotion, Death Tribe, or any other band that is trying to make it, uh, I really appreciate uh, fans who support the bands and go out there and try to show uh, uh, appreciation. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Anthony, for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to what you have planned for the rest of the year and keeping in touch, man. Same to you, guys. Thanks a lot, and uh, keep doing this. It's uh, very important to uh, keep spreading the message. And uh, hopefully we'll meet live sometime soon. Good luck. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that that should come to fruition hopefully sometime in this year or maybe in a couple of years' time. Anyway, thank you so much. Horns up, Anthony. Horns up. Cheers. Horns up. Wow, so he's just like every other metal musician. Yeah, dude. And, 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 and I don't mean that as a bad thing, of course. There's just an innate drive in almost every metal musician to just release new music as fast as possible and also be able to play it wherever uh, he or she has the opportunity to do. Yeah, I mean, when I look back at, if you listen to it, any of our interviews in the last 40 odd episodes, you'll see a common thread. Uh, yeah, everybody's so self-driven. Yeah. Makes me feel that <laughs> I'm just a bit lazy. No, and I, I mean, it, it always happens that, you know, it's one of those things where, and probably this is coming from being a week by myself introspecting or so, but, you know, you always put yourself down and then the moment you kind of look at others and stuff like that, you're like, okay, situation's not that bad, but okay, this is an inspiration or this is the kind of goal I should kind of achieve. This yep. is where I can go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I should stop at that. <laughs> 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 otherwise, otherwise, this is going to be like a self-motivation or a self-help <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Where's sacred reg when you really need them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Positive. Positivity. <laughs> All right. That's it from us this week. We'll be back next week. We've got brothers from Pakistan. Yeah, man. This is yeah. a very special episode. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to address that in the next episode for sure. All right. Till then, hornsupport.com. You know where to find us. Horns up. Horns up. <laughs> <laughs>